powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary following a disappointing but kind of optimistic, maybe, but definitely disappointing loss for the Calgary Flames against the number one team in all the land, the Boston Bruins. My name is Peter Klein. His name is John Heastope, and this is Game Over Calgary. We will get to the reaction in just a moment. But first, I ask you, want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game live in play or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. I always point in the wrong direction, but it's that one. Um, 19 years and older, please play responsibly. If sports gambling is a subject that is difficult for you and uh, it's an area that you struggle with, there are ways to help. We have links in the show notes. So, uh, welcome, John, from the Double Digit Hockey Show. Uh, John, first of all, how are you this evening? Muted, apparently. Uh, oh, there, oh, there, there we, we go. go. I'm good, Peter. <laughs> good, good, good. For, for first time, apparently using a microphone. <laughs> oh, no, hey, it's all good. Look, if, if there wasn't a technical issue, then uh, it wouldn't be game over Calgary. Um, right. I do not know how to react to this one. Um, and in classic me fashion, I'm just going to kind of bleh for a sec. And then, uh, you, you can kind of make sense of my thoughts after (laughs) I, on the one hand, uh, for sure. Don't give up the first shot of the game to go into the goal again. On the other hand, they controlled most of the play. On the other, other hand, they controlled most of the play until Boston pushed back at all, and then they didn't control most of the play. On the other, other, other hand, it's great to get a point out of a game against Boston. On the other hand, times four, for sure, don't lose that game. Like it, it just, I, 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 it is such a roller coaster of emotion following this game. I, I, I don't, I, 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 it's, I'm Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my thoughts. That's absolutely, I'm, I'm on board with that. Because on one hand, the, that was one of the better Flames games we actually watched this season. I thought the effort was there. The guys were there. The tough start, of course. And, you know, has Boston wore down, being tired from the back-to-back, end of a four-game road trip for them as well. The Flames seemed to take it to them. But then when Boston felt the need to push a little bit, they just kind of like, okay, let's go get a goal. And they found a way to, at the end of the day, to win this game. It's a really weird game to watch. But I actually really like the Flames' effort overall in this one. But definitely, let's make that first save once in a while. That'd be nice. That's eight <laughs> yeah. times this year they've done that now. Eight times. That's ridiculous that they've done that first goal in the, against the, in the first shots. I, don't, I, I can't explain it. I can't remember anything like it. Like, um, you said to me when we were messaging about this game that it's like, uh, of course, this <laughs> is the thing that Vladar borrows from Markstrom. Like, uh, right. I, I, I've never seen anything like it the the struggles that this team has and like that there is part of me that it's almost like the guys shouldn't get bothered by it now because you're just kind of used to it you know like if you if i woke up every morning and my cat bit my shin at some point it's on me for being surprised that the cat bit my shin you know so um like it's sorry go ahead yeah it's i was gonna say it goes so far that when marshall came in that second period my twitter was full of people saying just save the first one, would you? Just save. <laughs> so it goes, it goes that far, and Flame fans are that into it where it's just anytime there's a goal that comes in, just stop the first one. And that's yeah. it's a pretty low bar, I think, at this point. 
It's like a, an opener in baseball where you, you get the you bring in a reliever to get through like the the heart of the order and then bring in Markstrom for the second period and he's fine. But like that that is just it's such a backbreaker when you're going up against Boston and like you know the I, I feel like I'm not this isn't a hot take. The Bruins are a better hockey team than the Flames are. Um and so yes. when you're already going into that game feeling down and they score on the first shot. Like you already feel like you're down like eight, nothing. It, it just, it has to be so debilitating. And so while I joke about like, Hey, it's going to happen. Just brace for it. You, you still have, you can really understand how a team would get down when this happens all the time now. Well, we don't want to make, uh, make light of mental struggles, but that's what the flames seem to fall into every game here. The first five, 10 minutes of a game, it's, that mental hurdle that they have there. Just let, let's get that first save out of the way, get to the next step. You blinked in this one and it was two nothing on four shots. And you're just like, well, that's a tough thing to battle back from, but we can take the positives in this game that they did battle back in this game. And we did battle, had that battle back after falling down two to nothing. But it is just like you said, it's like, it's demoralizing for a team to always be down, always be chasing. They did it the hard way today and they only got the one point when probably they should have gotten the two, uh, I don't know how you how you fix it though. Like it's 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 a weird thing to always fall down one nothing first couple of shots here and always be battling back and always be chasing. And it's hard to win hockey games that way. And we saw the results of that over the last little while here, where the Flames have dropped points left and right while all these teams around them are picking up those points. The Flames are making it hard on themselves doing this game after game after game, and it's just a spiral. But I don't know how to stop it. And if I did. I probably would have Sutter's job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it's unfair to be like, okay, well, how do we fix it? Because before, the way you fixed it was put Vladar in. But now, right. he's part of the problem. Um, I, I am yes. seeing people, and it, it's it's becoming more part of the conversation now. The call-up Dustin Wolf uh, train. And yes. look, I, I think that there is a future for Dustin Wolf. Potentially even mm -hmm. with this franchise, um, and probably sooner rather than later. All of these things, I I will absolutely agree to. It ain't now. Let let him. I, I understand he is balling out as a goalie in the American Hockey League. It's different when it's Pasternak and Marchand, though. You know, and I just if your season needs to be saved by the twenty-two-year-old seventh-round pick in the minors. You probably don't deserve to be saved anyway. Like I, I just, to me, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I would not be fucking with anything that you, you want Dustin Wolf doing in the minors. Let him go be just absolutely awesome with the Wranglers mm -hmm. and build up that confidence and have him come in and try out for a job next year. I, I just, I am not messing with one thing Dustin Wolf has going. To me, it is up to Markstrom and it's up to Vladar to figure it out. I don't think it is up to the young goalie in the American Hockey League to solve this team's problems. Yeah, uh, it makes for a bad show when the two hosts agree to the exact same point that they agree to, but I'll, I'll further that. Like, Dustin Wolf, you want the guy to have confidence. You want him to continue to grow that game. This is not the development league. The development league is the AHL, and the guy is ripping it up absolutely is. Let him rip it up. Let him take the Wranglers to as far as he can in the playoffs. These, this NHL mess the Flames have themselves in right now is not the place to put a goaltender to try and fix it. Now, it, it just, it's going to take his confidence away. It's a big mess. It's a big shoulder to load right now for the Flames where they are. If you're going to go down the goaltender route, and I don't think they will, 
you're looking trade somehow or Oscar Dansk if you want to go to the minor leagues for someone to help them out here. Calling up Wolf right now, I, I think, defeats the purpose of trying to develop Dustin Wolf into what you're hoping he becomes. You want him to be the next Kiprasov, Markstrom, number one guy. I wouldn't mess with that now in the middle of a season where you're really not sure where this team is at and whether you should be adding or taking away from it headed to the trade deadline in just a couple of uh, a couple of days here. So it's I'm all on Team Wolf in the minors at the moment. Yeah, um, Mark Carvalho uh, is messaging. And also, I've been saying it that way all year. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, but Mark's <laughs> saying, I completely disagree. This team would be in a much better position if it didn't have the third worst goaltending in the league, which, fair. Um, but also, yes, again, are we sure, like, I'm pretty sure Dustin Wolf wouldn't be the third worst. It um, wouldn't be the third worst goalie in the league. However, I I just don't believe that this is a problem for him to be solving right now. This has to be Markstrom and Vladar figuring it out. I I don't think that you need to just have your entire season rest on Dustin Wolf, and then if it doesn't go well, then all of a sudden you've kind of fucked up three goalies and. Yes. For like the the people, there is there's quite a bit bit of disagreement in the in the chat on this. I would much because I I don't have particularly high hopes for how the rest of the season is going to go for the Flames. I would much rather Dustin Wolf play in a playoff race in the American Hockey League where the guys are just like all out balls out the the entire season than here where the last 10, 15 games of the season, it is going to be, well, this guy doesn't really care and these guys are just going through the motions and it's blah, 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 blah. Like being around an NHL team when they're just playing out the string is a miserable place to be and mm -hmm. so i i don't think this would be a great development atmosphere for this team this year i will all be i will be all in for um th this team giving him a chance next year but i i just i think the problems need to be solved by the guys that are here not calling this kid up right now yeah for sure i'm i'm there as well i get the pro dust than Wolf guys I do I watched Dustin Wolf since he was an 18 year old in the Western Hockey League I've seen this guy a ton I know what he brings to the table he's a great goaltender and I get the itching for him but we're always itching for the next guy they did it with mm -hmm. Pelche we did it with Philip we're doing it with Wolf now this room is not this locker room the Flames have right now is not going to get sorted out by somebody coming in and fixing it these guys are veterans in there they need to figure it out themselves I'm with you I think Markstrom was great tonight when he came in in relief. He had yeah. a really good, solid game. I know he had a tough time in the overtime with that last uh, last goal with four seconds to go, but he had a beautiful save on Bergeron just before that. Uh, he was very good in that third period trying to keep the Flames ahead or tied in this hockey game. I think a lot of the answers for the Flames, too, is they've got to start finishing. They had mm -hmm. 58 shots tonight. 58 all credit to Allmark, but you've got to be able to find more than just three goals when you have 58 shots in the National Hockey League. So people will rag on the goaltending, and it, it's justified, and I get it. But we also need to start finding that one extra goal. We need to start finding that one extra push at the offensive end, and maybe that helps alleviate some of the pressure these goaltenders are facing. So this answer that we're trying to find here, there's no magic to it, but I think it's a team effort here. And getting Dustin Wolf up here just – might mess his career up more than help the Flames currently. 
Uh, a couple of things. First of all, the chat is bumping tonight. It, it was full Good. before we even got rolling. Um, and Goalie Talk gets the people going. And once again, um, mm -hmm. it's an example I bring up all the time. I, I vividly remember having the conversations like, look, these two assholes can battle it all they want. Yanni Orchio is the one who is saving the franchise. So, um, <laughs> like, the, the, like I've, I've been there before. Also, uh, both Jay Money and Noah have brought it up. Elliot Friedman tweeting three minutes ago. Um, LA and Columbus are working on a Corpusalo Gavrikov deal. Word is one of the pieces return will be Jonathan Quick. Uh, love watching him. Fantastic run, blah, 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 blah. A first-round pick will also be involved. So potentially uh, another blockbuster deal coming the way of the National Hockey League this evening. With, I, um, I just verified that there, Peter. Oh, did he as well? Okay. I tweeted <laughs> LA Kings have traded Jonathan Quick to Columbus. He's part of the deal that will send back Corpusalo. Okay, yes, thank you. All right, yeah, I, I, it's very clear now that I only have my Twitter notifications on for Elliot and not for, uh, not for Merrick, so, um, it's probably gonna say that way. Look, um, that, that, that's a, that's an interesting one. There was part of me that if, um, if Ladar could have kind of turned things around and you look at kind of the goalie market out there right now, I, that there was part of me that was like, Maybe you flip him for like a third and then you bring Wolf up and just see what happens. I don't think Vladar is helping his trade value off um, a, a whole lot right now, given everything that has gone on. But yeah, the, the chat is going. Um, we got 75 people in the chat right now and only nine people have liked it. I understand you disagree with us on the goalie thing, but I mean, come on, we're, we're still entertaining. So uh, give us the like, share this podcast, uh, share this video with, um, with all your friends as we, you know, misery loves company. We want to chat more about the Calgary Flames. It's so much fun when this chat is going. There's like eight different chats going on right now. It's a lot of fun in this chat. So share it with your friends and let's keep this thing going. Of course, subscribe to the channel, like the video. That is the way that we help grow this thing. Um, there were a few positives to take away from this evening. There's, um, like you said, like finishing is a bit of an issue. Goaltending was a, a bit of a thing. But to, to steal a phrase that is used a billion times, the kids are all right. Um, for the yes. first half of the game, Walker Dewar was the best flame, and then I think he handed that torch off to Jacob Pelche for the second half of the game. I could watch those two kids play all day, and I guess this is a counter to, to us talking about Wolf, but that, that youthful energy that those kids are, have been bringing I think has kind of saved the flame season. Well, Walker Dewar made Milan Lucic look really good tonight for a lot of this <laughs> hockey game. Walker Dewar was absolutely everywhere. I tweeted that out, and it just, I loved his game. It was full of energy. He had a nice chance in that third period as well. Uh, he was really, really good. And Pelche just seems to be a natural fit there with Huberto, whether it's the French connection they have there, whether it's just skill sets matching up. But it looks really, really good. And he's dragging people along. I, I haven't noticed Huberto as much. Until Pelche was on that line with him, and now he's dragging, dragging Jonathan along there, and they're forcing Kadri to keep up with them. And it's awesome to watch these kids do it, and this skill coming through. And these guys have really made the Flames a little tougher to play against. A lot more speed in the lineup too, with these guys going, and it's really good to see. So definitely some positives from these guys. And if if Walker Dura can make Milan Lucic look dangerous like he did tonight, more often than not, I think those guys are going to find some dirty third fourth line goals here and that's what the flames are missing here that extra goal if it comes from those guys they found something there and uh i just love the energy jacob palche finds on that bench and you can see him with huberto and how they act together it's pretty fun it's pretty infectious to watch just wish it 
came with a little bit more success now on the ice, but it's really good to watch these kids come in here, show Sutter they belong, and then it's really good on Sutter as well. Let's give him a little credit. He digs it in the teeth a lot this season, but give him a little credit for recognizing this and playing these guys where he's playing them and giving them the minutes that they're earning, and I think that's really, really good for the coach to do that and let these kids spread their wings here, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know how much support you're going to get on the let's give Daryl Sutter some credit talk. Um, I, I think half the chat had half the chat had him fired, um, and the other chat sold the team and didn't even give him a chance to not be fired. So um, yeah, just give him a little credit on that. On the uh, you got to give him a credit where it is due, and when he sees that Walker Dewar's playing well, throw that line out again, and he does. And Lucic gets a chance in that third period. How many chances does Lucic have in that third period? Two or three to score. And get a goal. So I'll give him credit where other people are slow to give him credit, and I'm I'm happy to die on the hill alone if I am the only one doing it. Um, also, Murray Edwards was in attendance tonight. Logo just tweeted that one out a couple of seconds ago. Um, but I, I don't think that's of note of any way. It's just Gary Bettman was in town, so you know. Yeah. So uh, I guess so is Murray Edwards. But um, <laughs> no, like I, I think one of the things I was getting frustrated about for a lawn of this season was, yeah, the Flames got 100 shots, but they were all from outside. They weren't high danger chances. They're getting high danger chances now. Like to tonight, uh, someone said in the chat, I, I want to find it here. Um, like I said, the chat is bumping tonight, so to, to try to find it. It was left-handed penman, I should have assumed. Uh, left-handed penman comes with a lot of good takes in here. Um, left-handed penman said, we did actually get goalied tonight. Tons of high danger chances, not just garbage from the outside. Plenty of that as well. And yeah, like you're going to get a lot of shots on the outside, but no, they got chance after chance after chance. They just ran into uh, one of the, the best goalies in the league this year. I will admit, you see the great numbers that Allmark is putting up, and you think, well, yeah, it's Boston. You know, like a, a strategically placed donut could be getting some of those saves. But um, he was their best player tonight, and he was the only reason the Flames didn't put up like a touchdown tonight. I I, I loved how much they were able to generate. I'm really liking, because it's been a few games now. Um, I'm sure there's a couple of exceptions in there, but it's been a few games now. They are starting to generate those high danger chances. It's just like you said before, it's the finish that needs to be there now. Yeah. You got to give Allmark all this credit for this this win for Boston he, he saved them on so many occasions that second period when Boston started to slow down he just made save after save made it really look good he stoned numerous guys in the overtime uh, it, it was really good for Allmark and the Flames just if they can get that finish uh, this is a completely obviously a completely different game and a completely different season we're talking about here um, it's good that they're getting all these shots and it's even better that the high danger chances are be starting to teeter into the Flames' favor in these games. I don't know what they were tonight. I don't have that in front of me. I forgot to look that up. But it's it's nice to get these inside shots and to get these chances and watch guys go to the net and try to finish these chances. Just need some puck luck now to get uh, that extra goal here and, and find some wins. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, time is running out on on that. Um, just one more note on this part before we go back into the chat. Uh, Jay Money uh, tagged Audi and I in this. Ty Anderson from 98.5 The Sports Hub, uh, also some NBC Boston stuff, said that this was, uh, tonight, was the worst shot differential in the history of the Boston Bruins. Also, the most saves in a single game in franchise history for Linus Allmark, uh, and all of that comes in a win. The high... Oh, my God. The high... <laughs> high danger chances tonight were 18-2 to two for the Flames, which um, is a couple of things. One, 
Holy shit. Two, they gave up four uh, goals and only two high danger chances. Um, to, to quote several people, math's not really mathing on that one all that well. That's, um, no. I mean, again, that's the flame season in a uh, nutshell. Uh, all this according to natural stat trick. Expected goals four for the flames, four. Expected goals against 0. 0.75. All of this is screaming how the flame season has gone so far. Oh my word! I didn't realize it'd be that lopsided. I knew I knew the Flames had the majority of them, but that's a ridiculous number, eighteen. That's got to finish. You got to finish, and you got to have a save at the other end, man. That's only two, and you let four goals in. I'm pretty sure Vladar would like that entire first period back because that wasn't pretty at all. I don't. I don't even know how that's mathematically possible. I'm with the chat on that one. How is that mathematically possible? <laughs> yeah, that one. It, it just it kind of wrinkles the brain a little bit. Uh, we got a good chat going. Like I said, we are up to 82 people watching this now. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, you, you bring the double digit hockey show on, and you get ratings. Um, <laughs> that awful hit on the PK that allowed Zaka's goal cost them the game. That that could be true. Um, that that was like. It was a double Dion, but in the worst way. And then it's just like, of course. Um, the one thing I will say, I am really not a fan of how this team responded after that. You know, like yeah. you have, they played a very good game. And I, I want to make that clear. I've done a lot of complaining about this game so far. The Flames <laughs> played well. The, the Flames hockeyed effectively this evening, just not as good as the top team in the NHL. Um, but like even saying that, the, the Flames were the better team tonight. And so I, I think they played really well. But the second there was any kind of pushback from Boston, it just seemed like they were like, oh shit, yeah, I guess, fine, go for it. And I wouldn't be so upset, except we just saw this thing against Detroit. You know, like, this isn't, oh, the Boston Bruins came in here and took their lunch. It's like, ah, oh, no, the Flames kind of gave it to him at the end. Like, I, that that is something I would like to see a little bit more pushback when teams start to, to give you a bit of adversity, you know? We spent a lot of this time in this chat uh, today talking about the goaltending or getting that one extra goal. But I wrote in my notes, and I made sure I put it at the end of my notes here, where it was really two mistakes that cost the Flames tonight. I had the Vladar needs to have one of those two first. He has to. He just has to. And that Zadorov pinch on that power on that penalty kill there cost the Flames. And just like you said, the response from both of those instances didn't help the Flames game improve any. It let Boston continue to come on and to come on and to come on and cost them the hockey game. It's these little mistakes are coming at the wrong time of games too. Really early in the hockey game for Vladar, really late in the third period for Zadorov. And those are times of the game you can't be making these, I don't want to call them selfish plays, but these boneheaded plays that cost your team a goal, cost your team a chance, cost your team an opportunity to be in these hockey games. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you on that one. The response after the Zadorov pinch and that goal there, it def it's deflating because you had that game. You were so close to winning that hockey game. Uh, bad penalty by Backlund as well. But you got to be smarter in those instances and have that mindset to battle yourself through those opportunities or those, you know, those chances in front of you to bear down and take care of your business. And it just it was unfortunate to see that. And then you got to overtime. You still managed to get a point there. You just wish they would have had a little bit more on the end of that overtime there, a little bit more gas to put this game away, but I don't know. Yeah. It's a game of inches, a game of mistakes there. 
totally. You you look at, like, if you had said coming into this stretch of games that the Flames are starting, right? Like the, the Vegas, Colorado, blah, 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 blah. Um, if you had said, oh, and you're going to get a point out of the Boston one, there would be parades thrown. Um, but you, you see how this game went and you, you had 58 shots with normally, if I say that I'm being hyperbolic, that's literally what this team did tonight. Um, so like you, you put all of those things up, you had them, you had it right there. You were four minutes away from a win. And then even then in overtime, you have a couple of chances, two on one, and you're four seconds away from getting to a shootout. Um, it, it's just, it's so, ugh. It's just so devastating. And now, with the, the way things have played out around the NHL tonight, the Flames now sit five points out of a playoff spot with 21 games to go uh, behind the Jets and Edmonton. They're also five points out of third in the Pacific Division as well. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just it feels like a really big uphill climb, which will get us into our next segment. Um, there's a lot of talk in the chat right now about um, Matthew Phillips. Onto Toronto now, and you've got to find a way to, to get something out of that game, whether it's one point or two points, and you've got to try and, and do something on this homestand headed before the deadline. And it's not, it's it's really make or break. And uh, it's the time is now, and they're just letting these small mistakes affect these games. Get that one save, get that one goal, make that one smarter play, and bring these games home rather than just let these opportunities slip through. So, big game for the Flames coming up against Toronto. See if they can carry some momentum forward. 58 shots is ridiculous. Uh, we don't need quite that many next game. Let's get some more goals rather than shots here and, and try to get some points. Yeah, need the points now. Like, uh, uh, Toronto has loaded up. You need to find a way to win that game. Minnesota, the, the game on Saturday, is huge. Um, and then same thing, like, you got Toronto, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota coming up. You kind of need all four. You know, or like points, six out of a possible eight, that kind of a thing. Like, this needs to be a stretch where they start to put good games together. I'm just going through here now. When was the last time this team won back-to-back -back games? Uh, well, it wasn't this month. Uh, you have to go back to January 21st to the 23rd when they beat Tampa Bay 6-3 to and then came back and beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-3. So it has been over a month since this team won back-to-back -back games. Um, that's not how you climb up the standings. That That's just, that's not how it gets done. Uh, mentioned before, there's a bit of talk going on about Matthew Phillips in the, the chat. A, he's not coming back. Um, I, I, I think that experience, uh, that experiment is done with Daryl Sutter. Um, and also there's some conversation about whether he's an RFA or whatever. There is a games played threshold that he has to hit. Otherwise his, uh, contract turns into uh, UFA and that uh, he's probably not going to, to hit that. So um, keep the, the comments coming in the chat. There is a ton going on. I agree with Camden Kelly here. Boston had no legs left, and Calgary let them outskate them. That that's, That is another part of it. You were able to jump. They just played in Edmonton last night, and that was a heck of a hockey game they played last night. Um, and then you come back in here. It's the second part of a back-to-back. The third period is where you're supposed to have them, and you let them score with four minutes left, and you let them kind of get back into this one like the i think the context of the game adds a, a little bit to the frustration as well oh all right uh looks like we have lost john momentarily here we'll see if we can get him back uh let's see what more from the chat can we have a lot 
uh, going on with uh, Matthew Phillips. Um, a lot going on around Matthew Phillips. Oh, I think we have John back here. Let's just see really quick as the... Uh... Oh. Um, all right. So, dealing with some technical stuff on the fly. Uh, keep the chats coming. Remember to like this video. Subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, hopefully, we can get John back here in a few moments. Uh, John, can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm oh, back. Oh, excellent. Good, good, good. Okay. I need to figure out how to get Not you sure back what happened there. on the actual screen here. I'm not sure what's happening either. Um, looks like we're going to go kind of radio style with John for the rest of the thing. I can't quite get his video pulled up. Not on his end. It's on my end. Um, but yeah, let, let's keep the, right. keep the chats coming. I do want to look now because a lot of the conversation, as you would expect, is coming up to the trade deadline is whether this team is yep. a buyer or whether this team is a seller. I think buying mm -hmm. would be a gigantic mistake. Um, I, mm -hmm. I I think especially like if you can get something like the Shen for a third blew my mind today. Um, I was expecting <laughs> that return to be much, much more. If you can get something like that, fine. I'm not touching a first or a second round pick. Um, but I, I think if you can maybe make a couple of tweaks like that, then fine. But John, like we've talked about before, I think this team needs a difference maker goal scorer type, and that's mm -hmm. not going to be available for what I think the flames should be looking to, to give up. Um, oh, there we go. Um, mm -hmm. for what yeah. the flames should be looking Ooh. to give up here at the deadline. I don't know who you do that with now anymore with all those big names already been moved too. So that, that, that also plays into it. But I tweeted out earlier that I wouldn't be shocked if, Flames, if the Flames did nothing. And I know that's a very boring answer for people who want to see movement, but the team hasn't shown personally shown me one way or another what to do here. So I would, I would uh, take the approach that uh, if someone comes calling, I'll listen, but I don't think I'd actually shop or actively buy anything out there because I think the answers for a lot of the flame problems are in that room already. Uh, and it just, I don't know, that hasn't shown you enough for me to go out and try to get something. And I, I yeah, go get a depth defenseman to help with your depth, but what is that going to do for you at the end of the day? But if someone comes along and says, offers you something for Zadorov or another defenseman, maybe take a look at it. Maybe that's the better path to go down. But I wouldn't be surprised if the flames actually didn't do anything ahead of the deadline because there's not much left out there either. A lot of we've seen a lot of movement already, and who who do you go out and get now? It comes to question to help fill these holes. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I and I think it's a it's a difficult situation for the Flames on a number of different levels. First mm -hmm. of all, the the owner who is apparently in attendance tonight is never going to be okay with a rebuild. Absolutely, one hundred percent of the time, that is going to be never. a no. So like that that's just whatever. And also, and look. I am not accusing Brad Treliving of anything. I am just saying if this season continues down the path it is going down, Brad Treliving is not the general manager of the Flames once this mm -hmm. season is done. So if I'm him, you can go fuck yourself if you think I'm going to set you up for the future better. Get all the way the fuck out of here. No, I'm not going to make this team worse now so that when I don't make the playoffs, you fire me and let someone else use all those first and second round picks. Are you kidding me? Of course not. So I think the Flames are in a bit of a unique position. Like, I think you could 
look at how things have gone. And today was wild with all the trades going down mm -hmm. and the dust has settled and there's a couple pretty good defensemen still available. But like you said, John, there's not much left for forwards there. No. If you wanted to to be the, the prettiest girl at the bar and be like, okay, everyone wants to come to me now, what you could to Foley, Lindholm, Backland even mm -hmm. if you wanted to. You know, like you, you could all of a sudden be the team that kind of decides this trade deadline and figures this thing out. I, I think that there is, under regular circumstances, I think there'd be a great chance for the Flames to actually get a pretty good haul for some of their guys, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't necessarily be a gigantic eight-year rebuild or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. I like that line of thinking, but then I got to take a step further is who's making those decisions? You talked about the... No contract for Brad for living at the end of the year. Murray's in town. Do we see a contract extension? Hey, now go fix this. Or do we go in a different direction this offseason with a new guy in charge? Please, not Daryl. Uh, and have somebody else make these decisions. That's another another step to this. This Flames team might be at that point here where they've got to start thinking a bit longer term about how do we fix this train going forward for more than just this immediate, hopefully making the playoffs this year. How do we fix it going into next year? How do we get the most out of Huberto going into next year? How do we get the most out of Uyghur? And what do we do with these contracts expiring next year? For me, it starts at who's going to make that call. Now, if it's going to be Brad Treliving, well, then let's go. Let's get started. If it's going to be somebody else, then it's going to be a very quiet deadline for the Flames, I think. Yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, a couple of messages here in the chat. Uh, Monty Rai saying... No point buying. Don't give up any of our young uh, young guys. Hopefully now Markstrom's child mm -hmm. is born. He can give average goaltending. It would be kind of fun if uh, Markstrom just had the Fred Van Vliet from the 2019 NBA Finals <laughs> and just had the, the new dad bounce. And it's just like, all right, let's go. I can't miss now. Uh, that that yeah. certainly would be something. Uh, Jay Money saying apparently Jonathan Quick is pissed. Yeah, uh, Sarah Velli, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, Frank Saravelli said, to say Jonathan Quick is unhappy with the t with the trade, I'm told, is an understatement. Uh, that is quite the thing. If the Kings are, are moving Jonathan Quick out, um, like that is a gigantic move. And I, I think one that makes them better, but certainly shakes up the, the locker room dynamics there, 100%. Um, Camden Kelly saying Lindholm should be your key piece and do what he wants so he re-signs and get who he wants. That would be, like, I, I think the world of Lindholm, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if he is like, build your franchise around, but man, oh man, I, I, I think I'm close to that anyway with him. You got to be careful those guys too going into next season is we just freshly came off of two guys in the same situation a year left on a contract do you extend them now do you walk them to free agency do you trade them halfway through the year i think a lot of flame fans will be weary about that situation going into next year with guys like lindholm and hannafin those guys with the one-year contract left um i would i love lindholm and he's one of the best players around for me i love what he brings to the flames I'm absolutely going to try to extend this guy. I don't think I'd be trading him. And I think he's the kind of guy that could be a leader for a retooling team or however you want to call it uh, to help this Flames team going into the future. He's not the guy that I look to move at, move out, but that's just my personal take on Lindholm there. Uh, it's, it's an interesting situation to be in if you're the Flames. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. Uh, and each guy's going to have an own, their own opinion about it, but it, it all comes down to who's calling those shots at the end of the day for me.
Uh, all right, Zoom is telling us that we are just about uh, out of time. So, um, John, oh, come on, in, Zoom. Uh, in 90 seconds or less, uh, tell us where people can find you. Uh, you can find me at all social medias. I'm on them all, including the, the TikToks, uh, at VintageJohnny84. Um, you can find the podcast on all social medias as well, uh, at Double Digit Hockey. Um, new shows coming out on the regular. A bit of a hiatus right now as I go for surgery this week, but we'll be back with some new episodes everywhere. Um, and also on YouTube, search out Double Digit Hockey. Uh, you'll find me, subscribe, like, the whole nine yards, and uh, fresh content. And if you go back in the archives, I have an episode or two with Peter on there as well, if you're interested in finding those out. Yes, uh, with me and with the, the good Peter in Calgary. Peter Labardius, I believe, has made an appearance or two on that program as well. So, yeah, um, uh, John, thank you very much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all of you for, uh, for tuning in. Like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel, follow me on social media. I'm at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter and Instagram, and we will talk to you all. Uh, Flames' next game is coming up, I believe, this weekend. Um, no, they have the game coming up on... Thursday against Toronto, right? Uh, so that will be the next time Audi will be speaking with you. Yes, Thursday against Toronto. That is the next game over. Uh, once again, that is John. I'm Peter. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.